And welcome to Music for Life Radio, where we educate you to purposefully self-medicate with music to build mental fitness and power your potential. I am Judith Pinkerton, a licensed music therapist and founder of Music for Life. I am delighted you have joined us as we explore together this month's national theme of freedom. During this show, we'll focus on job opportunities, what to do to free yourself from a lack of motivation when you need or experience or desire a new job. We know that motivation or a lack thereof impacts our mental fitness. So I've invited an expert on our show today to give us insights about her journey through school to accessing a new job. Our special guest today is Candace Bain, who is also the student president for the American Music Therapy Association. And prior to that election, Candace was also student president of the Western Region Chapter of the American Music Therapy Association. And when we first met, I believe she was a student at the local Las Vegas Academy for the Performing and Visual Arts. Welcome to the Music for Life radio show, Candace. Hi, Judith. It's good to hear her voice. I know you've gone through a very long six months internship where it just challenges you to um, always be putting your best foot forward, huh? Definitely, especially with a population as challenging as um, psychiatric patients in a prison setting. Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's kind of backtrack, you know, what happened before, you know, you decided that this was the chosen population for you. Way back when... Do you remember hearing about music therapy? What was that like for you? Uh, it was, I would say, surreal um, to be a senior in high school and, you know, think that I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to, um, I wanted to go to college in California. Um, coming from Las Vegas, I was like, I want to get to the West Coast and go to California, and. Um, I wanted to do a double major in psychology and music because, yeah, at the time I was going to Las Vegas Academy and I couldn't see myself letting go of music, so I wanted to do something that combined the two. So I saw myself doing something that was sort of like music therapy but didn't know that music therapy already existed and that I wouldn't have to, like, pioneer something that would just come from nowhere. So I Googled psychology of music to see what was coming up and I ran into the uh, American Music Therapy Association website and read the definition of music therapy and it was like hallelujah was playing in my head and there was like a spotlight on it it was surreal and in that moment I knew that this is exactly what I wanted to do and that I didn't like there was nothing else that could drive me from that path to to get there. So what was your chosen instrument at LVA? Uh, I played classical guitar. Okay. So you had to get into a school music department um, by auditioning on guitar, correct? Yes. And then being accepted into the music department of that school. So it sounds like you changed your mind. You didn't go to California. You went to Arizona instead. Yes, exactly. Um, so, so 
since I knew that I definitely wanted to do music therapy, my applications were still in for all of these California schools, and I just, like, forgot about them. Like, I got the acceptance letters, and I just didn't care. And I had found that Arizona State University had both a guitar department and a music therapy department, which are both rare departments. So it was crazy to find somewhere that was so uh, so close and also had both of the departments that I needed to get to mm-hmm. where I needed to go because I didn't want to get too far from Las Vegas. But um, there was no school in Nevada that had music therapy, so I had no choice but to go out of state. Uh, I am grateful, though, that it was able to, I was able to be so close to home by going to Arizona State. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's always the, the trial and tribulations of finding the, the money, you know, making the financial picture work so that you can go consistently for four years straight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always that I actually, stress. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say um, on the note of, like, having to go out of state and trying to find the money to do so, I had, like, come up with a plan about um, a year from, or two years from graduation and figured out that I could graduate a semester early so that way I could get rid of, it was about $10,000 of debt that I saved by graduating a semester early. But it was incredibly difficult to make that decision to, you know, kind of expedite my my college process so that way I could you know, accrue less debt. Um, and, in, you know, the other uh, the other benefit of that is that I'm also getting into the field earlier, which I'm also grateful for. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you decided that you were going to go over the top with volunteer opportunities. <laughs> so I don't know how, did you first of all get, you must have gotten involved with the local association and then you just kept going from there. How did that What's interesting is for people to hear also about how you can intertwine volunteer opportunities to help foster potentials for you in the job market later on. So I want to hear about that part of you getting into volunteerism with music therapy and how that might have benefited you as well as your heart because, you know, we love to give, right? Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about how the um, the networking that you were able to do with music therapists across the country um, as you found yourself rising in rank through the state to the region to the national office? Um, well, as far as, you know, getting job opportunities from it, um, that's something that I'm yet to... I've yet to explore um, as I just finished my internship on Friday and I am taking, you know, a little bit of a, you know, like respite vacation time um, while I'm like before I, and doing some self-care before I, you know, dive full, you know, fully into exploring the job market. Um, But I did, you know, while I was in school, uh, volunteer on the side and work really hard to, first I started as president of the, Um, Arizona State University Music Therapy Student Association. And so I was president of that first. And then uh, at the same time, I was also Western Region president. um, And getting that opportunity to, you know, network with professionals and students at conference was, you know, unlike any other, like 
being in that position just opened up so many doors for me. Um, and then even from there, moving, you know, like rising even more and becoming president of it at the national level um, was also kind of surreal experience too. And to, you know, also like go to national conference, even just going to national conference itself without being in that position also just opened up a lot of doors for me and meeting a lot of people and professionals and talking to other students who also had, you know, dreams that were similar to mine um, also just helped motivate me. And this, and all of that time that I spent doing that has kept me motivated, you know, in this kind of scary time when I'm in between internship and professional um, or in between like student life and being a professional um, and knowing that I'm not the only one doing it. Um, knowing that, like, at conference, I was surrounded by people who were going to soon be in the same situation that I'm currently in has made it a lot less scary and actually kind of an exciting time. And to know that a lot of the students that I met through that are soon also about to be my colleagues has kept me motivated. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the for our listeners to understand that as you're seeking job opportunities, the more that you can network and volunteer, um, it just expands the potential for not only positive motivational support, you know, knowing that you're not the only one as you're moving forward, um, but to have some sort of support system and, and it's possible in networking with professionals that you have opportunities that might come for you. So, for instance, I remember when you were, um, you know, deciding that you were kind of interested in a forensic population and we had a discussion uh, back before you made a decision about an internship site and wanted just some experience um, working or finding out about a forensic facility. And I remember putting you in touch with a music therapist um, at a forensic facility in California. Can you talk a little bit about how you made connections and how that evolved into um, being uh, the chosen site for you and, and why forensics and what is forensics. So talk a little bit about all of that and what you went through the last six months with your internship. Yeah. Um, so besides also just wanting to do psychology and music, I've even like before I knew about music therapy, I always knew that I wanted to work with the forensic population and when I was first exploring that, I was maybe only like a year into school and uh, we had connected Judith and, you know, I was just talking about, you know, wanting to explore that. And you put me in touch with a music therapist um, in California um, and they were able to arrange a tour for me at their facility um, for two full days. They had organized it and had me do a tour and then they were passing me on from, music therapists to music therapists who were doing uh, groups for two full days and they were so accommodating. They even took me out to lunch and were able to like, you know, have like a question and answer session with me. Um, and that was a long time ago. That was three years ago. Um, and I was, you know, I had maybe taken only like three classes in music therapy at the time. So it was kind of my, one of my first exposures too to um, what music therapy can do and what it can become. Um, Cause you know, when you're first starting in school, you have, like, one idea of what exactly it looks like, and it was my first time to really, like, it opened my eyes to see all the potentials that you can do with music therapy. Um, 
And so I'd made that connection with them, and I knew, even though it was just after my freshman year at college, I was like, I want to do my internship here specifically. And I, it was kind of unique that, you know, I had that, I'd chosen that. And I still kept my, you know, I kept my eyes open, and I kept on looking for other internships, but there was none that compared to this one, and I knew that I wanted this one. So even from early on, I was motivated to get to that goal, even though it I, it would be like two years later when I would finally get to that point. Um, so mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do my internship there. And like even after it, being there two days in the forensic environment, one thing I wanted to see was, you know, I liked the idea of doing forensic music therapy theoretically, but could I actually do it? Like what I feel comfortable in the environment. Um, and that's what, you know, being there fully immersed in the environment for two days taught me was, yeah, I'm, I can do it. I'm cut out for it. Um, And so knowing that I had my eyes set on that goal and there was another internship site too that I also, that had a similar kind of program. And I toured there too. It was maybe like a year and a half later that I toured at this other um, internship site. And it was, I had a similar experience there. And then I, you know, I knew like these two uh, forensic music therapy internship sites, these are the two that I want. And so I applied to one um, quite early. I applied while I was still a junior and I ended up getting one of them before I could even apply to the other one. Um, And I chose, even though, you know, I hadn't even had a chance to apply to my first choice internship site yet. I just went ahead and accepted the one that I had because I knew either way I would get to where I needed to go regardless of whether or not it was my first choice. Um, And in the end, you know, my internship's over too. I'm looking back and I think I 100% made the right decision. And also at the risk of, you know, with the other one being very competitive and not sure if I was going to get it, um, I think that I made the right decision. Either way, it's putting me in the right spot to get to where I need to go. And I might have a job opportunity at the other hospital that I was thinking about applying to because I had told them, I emailed them, and I said, you know, I accepted an internship somewhere else, but I'm hoping that I could, you know, tour again in the future and um, maybe there would be the potential of full-time employment here even though I'm not doing my internship here. Um, And so I'm still kind of connected with them, and I've been – you know, chatting back and forth about a uh, potential job opportunity there, along with other um, state hospitals. I actually just toured another one yesterday, um, which is the cool thing about the California state hospital system is that there's so many of them. And so doing my internship at this specific site has, you know, opened up a lot of doors at a lot of different places in California, which has been great. What I want our listeners to really capture from what you're saying, Candace, is um, the the desire in advance to be really checking things out because this is your passion. And when we are in our passion, we just naturally want to do something. Instead of waiting at the mm-hmm. last minute, you're checking things out early and therefore having a stronger possibility of really getting what you want because you're ahead of the game. You're in advance of everybody else. Um, So I I just want our listeners to be thinking about that when you're looking for possibly new job opportunities that you want to kind of get a jump on the game, go in and investigate it and kind of 
you know, volunteer or, or look at, you know, how how does the staff feel to you? How does the actual program feel to you? What are the clients or the customers like? Um, so mm-hmm. as you um, progressed along with this, you came up with several music choices, which I am finding extremely interesting. Um, the first piece of music that you said, boy, you know, this could really help me to focus on motivating myself to look at job opportunities, and it's called The Fear by Ben Howard. And you said this is my number one choice song, so can you tell us just a little bit about why you like that song for our listeners? Uh, Go on to our Music for Life blog, and you will see the link to the song on YouTube so that you can get a chance to listen to it yourself. So tell us, Candace, how come this is your number one choice for motivation? I picked this song because, and like the um, title implies, is that it's all about fear, um, but it has a positive message about um, motivating yourself and getting out of fear. And uh, I believe one of the lines is like something about releasing yourself from the confines of fear. Um, so I was really listening to that song during my internship because of, you know, all of the challenges that come with working with my population, there were some times when I did have doubt. Um, and, you know, as motivated as I was, every once in a while something would happen and I wasn't sure if I could do it anymore. Um, and, I, you know, I know that I'm not alone in that. I've heard a lot of people experience that as well. And, you know, my one of my professors and mentors at Arizona State told me that it would happen too. So I kept myself motivated by listening to this song to you know, remind myself that even though you know, you fear stuff, especially things that make you feel vulnerable and especially, you know, doing any sort of helping profession or career where you really, you do make yourself vulnerable um, and your patient makes themselves vulnerable and there's, you know, there's, you put so much of yourself into your work um, to remember that even though you're doing that and you're, as hard as you're working at it, you sometimes like fear creeps in to remind you that, you know, you can overcome it. And that's what that song yeah. represents to me, along with having a really cool guitar riff. <laughs> <laughs> when, I, um, when I looked at the words and the uh, energy of the music, um, I realized that this was actually really good at matching a level of anxiety and really helping to uproot um, a feeling of anxiety about, you know, not being able to do it. Um, You know, that there's a lot of repetition of one phrase that says, oh, I will become what I deserve, you know, but it does talk about worrying and, you know, that that maybe our lives are confined in fear and really identifying that, you know, this is how I do, this is how I feel and I believe that I will become what I deserve. So it's um, really validating that level of anxiety. Um, to help Mm -hmm. uproot it. The second song that you um, presented was Give Me a Place to Stand and I Will Move the Earth by Wax on Radio. And, you know, I I was looking at the words and realizing that, again, you know, it's really identifying, you know, some unsettled stuff, you know, that's going on about feeling empty and, you know, wondering, you know, if it's ever going to end. Um, and that life will go on. And so it's, it's, again, validating feeling less than and, and shifting yourself 
Um, the music is very different. It's more at the beginning about maybe matching a little bit of a depressive mood and then the energy of the music shifts to be like a fight song. You know, I can mm-hmm. overcome this. You know, I can do this. Not that I found the place I can land are the words. You know, I will hold the flame that they give me and I will never blow it out again. It will burn on are the words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and so, I almost wish with the title of the song, that that's something I could like put on my job applications. Because I was thinking about that. I was like, give me a place to stand and I will move the earth. I kind of think also parallels with like, you know, give me <laughs> a job opportunity so I, I can, you know, like reach as many yeah. patients that I can and do all the stuff that I've been trained and prepared to do. Um, it would be great if I could just, you know, put that on my resume and be like, you know, this is where I'm at. <laughs> Yeah, it's a perfect title for a resume. <laughs> I love it. Then the next song you had was The Crow um, by Dessa. And I can, you know, I, I was overwhelmed with the kind of the anxiety feeling of the of the music and the potential, you know, of failing. Um, and just, you know, just imagining yourself that you're just crashing and not making it. Um, do you, what, what, happens for you when you hear this song called The Crow? That song, um, that song is particularly empowering for me also because um, it's about, you know, it it starts with, you know, you're just like sitting and there's this like crow that comes to, you know, that it's, it's about this crow who's like a prophet and it's telling you, um, you know, all the things that you can and can't do. And the chorus is all about, you know, it, it goes like, nobody fears the height. You all just fear the fall. Go to the edge sometime and prove your body wrong. You land badly, but you crash standing. Um, and that one also, you know, that strikes me because, you know, it talks about like, you know, when you take a risk, um, Sometimes, you know, it might not be the outcome that you wanted. And, you know, in my case, it's, you know, I'm applying for jobs at the risk of, you know, getting rejected and not getting the jobs that I want. Um, But I always think, you know, you crash standing. So even if I don't Mm -hmm. get all of these things that I want and it takes me a little bit longer to reach my goal, I will eventually get there. Um, And that's why I think, you know, that's why it has that line, nobody fears the height. Nobody fears, you know, the places where you see that you're going to get to. Like in my case, you know, seeing myself as a professional music therapist um, and doing all the things that I want to do, the line that's you all just fear the fall. So, you know, I try to remind myself, like, even though there's the potential for not getting these things right away and for, you know, all of these obstacles, you know, like um, moving out of state again or, you know, all of the student debt that I'm eventually going to have to pay, all of that, regardless of all of that, you know, I'm going to get to where I need to go. And that's, you know, yeah. kind of also in that line, prove your body wrong. Um, even mm-hmm. in the face of all of these obstacles, I still feel like I can get there. And, with, you know, with this song also being done by a female rapper um, and in like, you know, kind of like a poetic kind of style, um, it's just overall just a really empowering song. Mhm. Mhm. 
going on to the next one, Against the Grain, um, by City and Color, um, it it actually kind of shifts you from feeling unsettled to realizing that you can follow your heart and confirming that you can do that. Um, and so I, the, it's a very different music energy than the previous three. Um, and it shifts into more of a soothing state of saying, you know, it really is okay. really is okay. Be centered and follow your heart. What does it do for you, Candice? Um, like with the other songs, like you said, you know, it does have a kind of change of pace. This one, um, this one is overall just really calming. It's done just by, you know, like a solo artist, just acoustic guitar um, and a harmonica, and it kind of slows me down. It's, well, this one is also very much a self-care song for me, um, and it constantly in the song repeats, like, you must follow your heart. Um, and, you know, it also, it kind of shifts between, like, like, here are all these negative things, but you must follow your heart and, you know, keep on going. And I also like this idea of, like, what the title says, going against the grain. In my case, working with an especially difficult population that, you know, I, I'm constantly having to explain my work to people because people wonder, like, is music therapy in a prison? And I also get a lot of questions with, you know, why would you want to help these people? And having that constant um, struggle where I'm having to justify what I'm doing and um, constantly having to question it, too. And so this song has really helped me, you know, go against the grain and follow my heart and know that even though not a lot of people support or agree with my job, um, depending on what people's ideas are about, you know, the population I work with, I'm following my heart and knowing that I'm doing the right thing by helping this really challenging population. Yeah. Yeah. And then the final song, um, Dream by Priscilla Ahn, is really soothing and uplifting. Um, It, you know, talking about when you were a little girl and alone in the world and you dreamed of a home that you would pretend, you know, that between the trees you would... Um, feed house guests of the bark and leaves and and laugh and dream that you could fly and you know and so on and so it's really um, more of a positive song and shifts you into more of an ener- a positive energy with this so as we look at songs that go from you know unsettled to soothing to energizing in the music medicine protocol that we talked about in the music medicine boot camp this really follows that kind of sequencing with the first few songs really addressing any unsettledness that you're feeling to uproot it and then to shift into feeling more centered about yourself and more motivated to, yes, I can tackle this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are there any I was actually thinking last... about that when I was putting the songs in order. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering because it's like, wow, this is really interesting how you made it flow like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have about a minute left before we're going to be closing the radio show for our listeners. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about music therapy and um, this path that you've created? Obviously, you have no regrets and you're feeling excited about what the potential is for you to successfully have a job soon. Um, And those that are interested in a music therapy uh, career, we do have a link on the blog 
where you can go and investigate through our National American Music Therapy Association what that looks like and um, information about that career path. I get constant emails and calls from people that are interested in this. Candice, thank you so much for sharing your life experience on the Music for Life radio. In 10 seconds, anything else you want to add? <laughs> I just want to add for anyone else who's also in my position between you know student and professional life, just to keep going and that I'm right there with you with all of the obstacles in the way. But you know, seeing the end and the goal of being a music therapist. Yes. And if you want to contact Candace, um, you can do so. You can find her on Facebook or you can reach us through the radio station and we'll be happy to plug you in with her. It is my sincere desire to have inspired you with the life skills featuring music medicine for health. Until we meet again, notice how you purposefully self-medicate with music to build mental fitness and power your potential.